Alleluia, praise the Lord. Today for the meditation of scriptures, let us open the Bibles and turn to Psalm 71. Psalm 71 is a psalm whose theme is, do not cast me off in an old age. And evidently, it is written by a person of an older age, as we read in verse 9. And he's probably suffering some sort of illness and he's in danger of death as well. We see that uh, throughout his psalm, uh, the psalm, the enemies are conspiring to accuse him of something that is guilty. And we find that he is at a time in his life when his age has sapped his energies. And he was energetic in the past, but now he feels wearied and tired. And he is asking the Lord to help him. In fact, he even fears in his weakness that the Lord may forsake him. Although the psalm is not officially attributed to David, we do realize that it is written by a person who has had a prominent stature in Israel. Maybe a king, maybe a worship leader, maybe someone who is very prominent. But in either case, he's at towards the end of his life, towards the, towards the latter half of his life, and he's feeling weak and weary. Although he is feeling weak now, he draws his faith from the past experiences of his life. He has had a life of a rich, rich heritage of faith is there in his life and he finds that he is still able to break forth into a praise and worship and he has that confidence in God. And this Sam, he alternates the various requests that he has. He makes statements of confidence. He places his trust in the Lord and he makes vows and promises to God as well. Broadly, the psalm can be divided into many sections where verses, Psalm 71 verses 1 to 4 talks about a petition for deliverance from uh, that he is asking the Lord and verses 5 to 8 talks about a declaration of trust and uh, continuously he will praise God. He makes that affirmation before the Lord and verses 9 to 13 is a prayer that he is making to the Lord to do not cast him away in his old age and that's the, that's the central theme of that prayer and uh, verses 14 till 18, he moves on into a declaration of trust and praise and it's basically written as a song of praise for the mighty acts and deeds of God. The tone of the psalm changes there. And verses 19 to 21 is again a declaration of confidence that he has in the Lord. And lastly, he finishes by uh, promising, vowing to praise God all the days of his life. Let us look at each of these sections one by one and may the Lord speak his words of comfort and assurance into our hearts. When we look at the initial verses of the psalm, the first half of the psalm, in fact, we see that while the anxieties of old age are an important part of the psalm, he talks about diminished energy, he talks about nearness to death, he feels abandoned, yet the dominant theme of the psalm is confidence, trust, hope and praise. There are numerous references where the psalmist talks about praising and there are numerous references where he talks about giving a testimony to faith in God. And also while his fears are very much real, the psalmist confronts them by hiding in God as his refuge. He calls upon God for rescue and he relies on the righteousness of the Lord and he pleads with God to draw near. In verse 1 he says, in you, Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continuously come. You have given the command to save me, for you are my rock and you are my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man. 
when we look at this section of the psalm we see that this man has had a rich heritage of faith in the lord because he calls upon the lord as a rock of refuge and uh, these are two times that in the psalm when we really think the person is of a davidic heritage he's had that kind of an a deep assurance and deep relationship with god as well and he runs to the lord and he finds his refuge in him one of the concerns that many people in their old age have is that shame factor that in the times of their weakness would they be put to shame and we feel feel that vulnerability is there for this person as well however he knows that he is secure in the lord and he knows he relies on the righteousness of god and his very nature in order to run to him and find his hiding place or refuge in him he says you have given the command to save me for you are my rock and my fortress and verse 4 says rescue me oh my god from the hand of the wicked from the grasp of the unjust and cruel man when we think about it it is quite sobering to think that even in the time of his old age this person did not have that peaceful existence and we feel that even at that time there were people who were pursuing him wicked people unrighteous people and the people who had evil intentions they were pursuing this man and clearly they wanted to bring him down even in his old age and that reminds us of the time that david also in even in his old age he found himself in the midst of his enemies that even when he was on his deathbed there were people who were plotting rebellion and uprisings within his own realm and within his own country yet he knows that the ear of the lord is very much inclined towards him he says here in your righteousness deliver me and rescue me never let me be put to shame incline your ear to me and save me meaning he still trusts the lord as the one who will ultimately rescue him and protect him as well in verses 5 to 8 of this psalm we find a declaration of trust and continuous praise for the lord as well one may wonder how the person gets the kind of confidence that he had in verses 1 to 4 the answer for that in, is in verse 5 where he says for you o lord are my hope my trust o lord from my youth this is a person for whom faith did not come suddenly spontaneously when he was at an old age right from a young age he had a continuous devotion and relationship with the lord and the faith that he experiences in his old age is the result of a cultivated relationship that he had ch- uh, cherished and nourished and nurtured all through his life starting from his youth from his young age itself verse 6 he says upon you i have leaned from before my birth you are he who took me from my mother's womb a man of god is one who knows that his presence here on this earth is for ordained and for known by god and as we read in the book of jeremiah the prophecy of jeremiah chapter 1 we know that even from before the person is formed in the mother's womb the lord knows and the lord chooses we are for known we are for ordained and we are chosen by the grace of god even before we were brought forth into this earth and this psalmist also had that kind of a great assurance that he is here to fulfill the purpose of god he is not an accident but rather he is here with a purpose that god himself has written down in his book and he says because of that he will be still able to praise him in verse 6 he says my praise is continuously of you although he has known the lord for a very long period of time that does not guarantee him that his life has been uh, completely pleasant because there has been opposition there has been failures there have been times that he himself has experienced the chastening of the lord for he writes here in verse 7 i have been as a warning or a portent to many but you are my strong refuge 
he recognizes that there are aspects of his life which has served as a warning to many people the time that he has received a chastening from the lord or a discipline from the lord has been a warning to many others and many people have turned to reproach him as a result of that but he says in spite of that he says in verse 7 but you o god are my strong refuge this is one of the characteristics of a real child of god that while he may be chastened and punished and disciplined by god his trust continues strongly in the lord himself and he knows at the end of his punishment at the end of his chastening he shall be brought forth he shall be he shall emerge from that period of his life from that season of his life purer stronger and more on fire for the lord and he says in verse 8 my mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day a child of god who has walked long time with the lord knows that every day of his life every time of his life it's a good opportunity to praise god and to thank him and we see that kind of a blessed fruit in the life of this old man who at the latter part of his life he knows that he can look to god and he can still be heard by him however even in the old age or maybe in the young age also we do experience seasons of our life at one moment we may be full of faith praising god worshiping him full of confidence in him trusting him and the next moment we may sometimes have that niggling fear or doubt in our heart maybe a stray arrow of the evil one comes into our heart when we are unguarded and it finds the target it injects into our heart a certain doubt a certain fear and we see the very same thing that probably happened to this man of god in verses 9 to 13 he continues and he asks god to not cast him off now he is a child of god he is probably a beloved child of god the way he has cultivated that relationship with the lord the lord loves him surely but yet in spite of that he seems to be having a doubt because this is his old age and he has the doubt whether in his old age the lord will he cast him off he prays to god do not cast me off in the time of old age do not forsake me when my strength is spent i want to pause there and tell about a particular aspect of our god our god is not a fair weather friend he is not just a friend when we are full of energy and vigor he is not here to use us yes he may use certain facilities that he has given into our hands which we yield back to him he may use us for a period of time but his love for us does not stop when the use that he has regarding us completely stops meaning god's love is not transactional towards us he has loved us with a covenant keeping a deep love an unchanging love a love that cannot stop his nature is like that god is love himself and his not his love does not ebb and flow it does not peak and it doesn't go down it continuously continuously he keeps giving his love into our hearts into our lives human love and affection has got limits human love and affection has got certain parameters but god loves without any such parameter he freely gives us love and not only when we are having good strength when we have that desire to serve him but he also goes far beyond that and even in our times of weakness even when we are full of uh, uh, when we are when our hair is completely gray also the lord says he will never leave us never will he forsake us also he gives that assurance into the heart of his child 
in verse 10 and 11 we do understand why he is having this kind of a doubt because he says for my enemies speak concerning me those who watch for my life consult together and say god has forsaken him pursue and seize him for there is none to deliver him the presence of enemies in his life is something very sobering for us because uh, we understand that these were very smart people these were very wise people from an earthly perspective they see that this man is going through a vulnerable phase and they consult together they join together form forces together and try to bring him down with their lies and he they say god has forsaken him but we know when we are basing our faith on the covenant promises of god he will never leave you nor will he forsake you lord says he has he will never forget us he has carved us in the palm of his hand and his the, his plans that he has for us it will come to pass and that promise is something that we need to hold on to with great faith and great assurance and whatever be the enemies say we know that the lord will never forsake us they plan to pursue and seize this man in the time of his weakness because they think verse 11 there is none to deliver him but a child of god knows that his life is secure in the hands of the lord and the lord shall protect him as well and the lord owns his life not just here on this earth but till eternity he has secured his life according to his will and purposes and he says in verse 12 and 13 oh god do not be far from me oh my god make haste to help me when we go through a weak period in our life our immediate desire is that the lord come and join himself to us very soon we want to experience that closeness we want to experience that presence of god and that's what the saint of god also cries to the lord for he says come do not be far from me and i believe that whenever a child of god makes this cry to the lord his presence his very presence shall come down and he shall be with us the word of god reminds us that he is very near to a person who is of a broken heart and who is of a contrite spirit the lord shall make his presence known to him and in his desperation this man of god cries out to the lord in verse 13 he says may my accusers be put to shame and consumed with scorn and disgrace may they be covered who seek my hurt we see that this person the psalmist is a person who has had hurts in his life because he is seemingly innocent and there are people who are uh, arranged themselves against him although he is innocent and he feels terribly hurt because of that and he makes a cry to the lord and he says let them be consumed let them be put to shame verse 14 onwards however there is a marked shift in the psalm and he says he starts off that portion by saying but i will hope continuously and will praise you yet more and more the psalmist has got insecurities he has got troubles he's got enough reasons to fear and worry and yet in this particular portion of the psalm we see that there is a shift of perspective and the psalmist perspective becomes continuous hope and praise we see that god has given him the gift of a hope an expectant and a waiting hope it is an active hope because the psalmist wants in verse 14 he says he wants to praise god yet more and more and he wants to insist on proclaiming the lord's righteousness and his saving and mighty ha- uh, hands and acts this was not a man who had grown weak in faith but as he waited upon the lord his faith welled up inside him his faith increased and he wants to praise god more and more he wants to proclaim the great and mighty acts of god even more 
and the psalmist rehearses the great and mighty acts of god in his life in the past he is convinced now that given the fact that god has protected him ever since his infancy the psalmist is convinced that the lord is not going to abandon him even in an old age verses 14 to 21 is his declaration of trust and praise and confidence in the lord and he says my mouth is going to speak of your righteous acts your deeds of salvation for their number is past my knowledge one of the advantages that a person who is of old age has is he has witnessed mighty acts of god numerous mighty acts of god in his life he has seen hundreds of people of god who have been blessed by the mighty acts of god and this combined knowledge brings that greatness of faith into this man of god that is how some of the old people when we see they are so full of experience they are so full of faith because they have seen a few things in their time they have seen the mighty works of god in their time both positive as well as negative as a result we see that many saints of god who are of an older age they have that confidence in god and yet a reverential fear of god and yet a worshipful and uh, praising disposition as well a beautiful combination that's why in did we say that even in their old age a person who has known the lord can bear so much rich fruit in verse 16 he says with the mighty deeds of the lord god i will come i will remind them of your righteousness and yours alone one of the things that this man of god has learned in his lifetime is that god does mighty deeds but no man can boast in the presence of god he says he uh, here i will remind them of your righteousness and yours alone the lesson for us is we are not the righteous ones who deserve the acts of god in our life it is the mercy of god and grace of god that has given all these mighty acts on our behalf and who is righteous the lord and him alone is righteous and if when we trust in his righteousness and not our own we come to that point of salvation as well in verses 17 and 18 we see that this man of god rehearses a few years of his life he says here oh god from my mouth from my youth you have taught me and i still proclaim your wondrous deeds so even to old age and gray hairs oh god do not forsake me until i proclaim your might to another generation your power to all who come here's a person who has known the lord and experienced him from his very youth he has been taught by him from the youth and he says i still proclaim your wonderful deeds meaning my testimony is very much sure even now so god even to old age and gray hair oh god do not forsake me why because he says i want to pass on the baton of faith i want to pass on that baton to another generation you see faith can be is something that can be taught and faith is something that can be passed on the heritage of faith that we have received from our senior generation the men and women of god who have gone past and who have invested themselves in our lives by the teaching ministry by the parental ministry by the training ministry etc that has shown the evident fruit in our life as well and here this man of god says what you have taught me i want to pass on to another generation so keep me preserve me so that i can proclaim your might to another generation and your power to all those who come he wants to leave a lasting and abiding fruit in his ministry he wants to pass on the message that the lord has entrusted him to yet many people as well and i thank god for every man and woman of god whose life 
and their teachings have held this kind of a testimony for the next generations who have invested themselves in building up another generation of faith for the lord from verse 19 to 21 he again gets into the mode of declaring the confidence that he has in the lord that the lord is going to perfect that work inside him as well he says your righteousness o god reaches the high heavens you have done you who have done great things o god who is like you this is the central question of this sam and this is a rhetorical question because the samist wants to prove the point that there is none like him truly there is only one person like our god and that is he himself and i thank god for that he is unique it's the uniqueness of christianity is the uniqueness of the god that we know and the god that we serve and here he says who is like you verse 20 he says you who have made me see many troubles and calamities will revive me again what he says here is not about underscoring that god is a cruel god but rather god is a sovereign god who has allowed him to pass through some furnaces some troubles some calamities he knows that he is the one who holds the future in his hands and he says you who have allowed me to go through these trials you will revive me again from the depths of the earth you will bring me up again you will increase my greatness and comfort me again there are two interpretations for this number one in his present life he is going to experience a revival at the end of his life all the troubles and trials are going to be passed and he is going to experience a revival of uh, love for the lord of uh, peace that he is going to enjoy in his life etc but also this has got the connotation of an eternal life as well you will revive me again from the depths of the earth you will bring me up again you will increase my greatness and comfort me again this seemingly talks about the glorification that the saint of god would receive after his death there is a resurrection and the lord shall resurrect him and he shall glorify him and that experience seems to be what is the focus of the psalmist at this point of time in either case in verse 22 to 24 he once again vows to praise god he says i will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness oh my god he even in his old age he takes out his guitar and he worships the lord i will sing praises to you with the lyre he is not a person who is forgotten the worship there are many people who forget to worship as they age as they become older but this was a man whose worship got more refined more tuned to the heart of god as he progressed in his age he says in verse 23 my lips will shout for joy i will sing praises to you my soul also which you have redeemed why do we sing and praise god verse 23 gives us the answer because god is the god who redeemed our soul he is the one who purchased us he is the one who redeemed us and because of that we can praise him verse 24 he says my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt in his spirit he sees the answer to the prayer that he made in the earlier section of the psalm earlier he asked god to deal with his enemies earlier he asked god to help him here he says i have received my help from god and i know that the lord has taken care of me and as well he has taken care of judging my enemies as well a saint of god who has that kind of a deep assurance in god dearly beloved we are all aging and if god grants us the grace in order to see an old age let us take an example from this psalm let us refer frequently to this psalm let us look at that beautiful relation that this man of god built up let us today invest in that relationship with god so that 
as we advance in age that relationship is going to get deeper warmer richer and even in the times of old age when we are finding insecurity in our weak mortal self we will still find that security and faith in that one true living god on whom we can lean and put our entire trust may god bless us and help us through the meditation of these scriptures